0: Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wyolie Lee and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast meant to inspire your original creativity in the sexiest ways. Our guest today is a mostly straight, married, 52-year-old cis dude of Chinese descent. He's had a couple of bi experiences and is into taboo situations like having sex with people you aren't supposed to have sex with and likes kinky things like armpits. He also gets turned on by housewife and motherly styles more so than slutty or obviously sexy outfits. Working as a management consultant and part-time lecturer in Asia, welcome JC.
2: Thank you. I'm glad to be in your podcast.
0: I'm so excited to have you here. Can you start off by telling us if you had to rate yourself today on a shame meter with 10 being the most full of shame and 1 being not so shameless, where do you fall today right now?
2: Probably 5
0: or 6. Where do you feel shame come up for you when it comes to sex?
2: I don't know. Basically, I'm quite a shy person, actually. So I judge myself. People don't judge me, but I judge myself. I feel the kind of shame where it doesn't exist, but it's just me. It's just me.
0: Yeah, well, it exists if you feel it. What about when it comes to talking to your lovers about sex? What does your shame meter do there?
2: I do better. I'm more honest and I'm more open with my lovers.
0: And can you give us a little overview of what is your sex life like right now? I would say for my age, it's pretty good, about uh, healthy, about four or five times a week. Okay. You're married, so is that your regular partner? (laughs) Uh,
2: Yes, yes. (laughs) I never
0: make any assumptions, and there's no judgment here around that. And then, can you tell us, what does sexy mean to you? We heard a little bit about the style that you find sexy, but can you define it for us?
2: Well, sexy, to me, could be something that's non-physical. It could be the way someone talks. The non-verbal kind of things, you know, the way she looks at you, yeah, gentle in a ways. I don't like someone that's very rough and aggressive. That kind of just shuts me off, turns me off. So I like a woman that's graceful and fine.
0: So can you tell us what happens to your shame a meter feelings if it's time to talk to a new partner about having safe sex? And what does an ideal conversation look like there for you?
2: It takes time, I find it the initial period to be most difficult and I never bring up the subject on sex to new partners until a point where I'm really, really comfortable and I know her well. Before I start hinting on sex and what's your preference like, you know, what kind of thing turns you on and how comfortable are you to do certain things. Even places to have sex, you know. Are you comfortable to do it somewhere like public, you know, places? Or you, you just want to be enclosed somewhere, isolated somewhere.
0: Mm-hmm. What is the metric for how well you know someone getting into that? Like, what's kind of the measure of when do you earn that conversation?
2: It's always gradual for me, yeah? It's always gradual. I never ask someone at random or abruptly, right? So I may slowly lead the person in my conversation to like... Uh, you know, house, love life before and, and what's your view on love? And then, or oh, I may picked up a movie or something like that, you know, and talked about, hey, did you watch that movie? You know, oh, I love the sex scenes, you know, that kind of things. And watch your reaction?
0: So now take us back to your early years. What is your first memory around sex?
2: No more than 10 years old hmm. when I first heard about sex and then knew about it. I knew them through friends, you know, not family, friends and even cousins. Right. We talked about it and we get excited. We share if we see some bikini clad women on TV, you know, something like that. You know, the boys thing, you know, we start talking about it. And then they say, oh, did you know, did you know that a man and a woman or a boy and a girl is supposed to do this? That sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And I remember saying that, oh, wow, it hurts. Kind of like, you know, see the way the girl screams or the woman screams. I remember my friend was telling me, you think they don't enjoy too? So I say, do they? They don't look like they're enjoying. You
0: know. Wait, so does this imply that you were watching people have sex? Like, did you discover porn?
2: At my time, porn was quite difficult to assess, you know, especially where I come from. But well, we do have Playboy magazines. Okay. You know, a few of us are brave enough. At that time, when I was 10, I didn't get to see a Playboy magazine. But more like I hear it from my friends. And sometimes on TV, you know, they have certain lovemaking scenes.
0: Oh, yes. Can you give us a sense of the size of the community that you grew up in? A big city. And can you tell us how the vibe in your household, the culture, the religion, the family values, affected your sex life? Did you ever get a sex talk or anything like that?
2: I'm fortunate, I say. My family, they don't talk much about sex, but they are not a kind of like very restrictive parents. They don't talk about it, but they don't stop me either. So even when I was at a young age in dating, They don't say anything. And in fact, my dad would tell me, if I go on a date, He says, you know, remember, be a gentleman. That's all I tell you, be a gentleman. Yeah, and my mom would say, whatever it is, you know, don't get yourself into trouble.
0: (laughs) And did you get any talk about sex in school or anything like that?
2: No. During my time, school, we don't have sex education. Any education is all hearsays and, you know, from friends and classmates and all those things, yeah.
0: Wow. Okay. So you're learning from friends. You didn't get much from the grown-ups, and you're like, maybe she's in pain, but maybe she's having a good time. How did you start to find out?
2: When I started watching porn, because you can see the actresses enjoying and orgasm and coming. It says I'm coming, I'm coming, you know, that kind of thing. It's like, oh, okay, she must be enjoying. And of course, as I got a little bit older in my early teens, I mean, people start saying that, you know, women do enjoy sex. And of course we come to interact with girls and of course you have them saying that they liked it too, you know, and at that time I said, you know, but you're making so much noise, you know, and he says, no, that's our way of expressing our pleasure. And they always say that, well, as long as you get wet, that's why I got to first know about wet. So when a is wet means that obviously she's ready. She's not just ready, but she's actually turned on.
0: Did you learn that from a partner or from friends or something?
2: When I got to know all this information it was before my first experience so it was more like friends yeah.
0: Lovers we're going to take a quick pause. I want to read you something from Emily Nagoski's amazing book Come as You Are. She's talking about yes, men's genitals line up with their arousal levels pretty pretty consistently. Emily Nagoski writes, some women's do, many don't. A woman can be perfectly normal and healthy and experience arousal non-concordance where the behavior of her genitals being wet or dry may not match her mental experience, feeling turned on or not. Her big takeaway from this book is you actually just need to communicate with your partner about it. So I just wanted to say that sometimes we don't always get the most accurate information from our friends. I just wanted to include that little fact, and I totally recommend reading Come As You Are by Emily Nagoski. Okay, and before we get to your first experience, did you have some experience on your own first?
2: Well, we always discover by accident, when we start, you know, washing ourselves, that's the first thing, you know, and you say, hey, how come we feel so good there? Mm. You know, it's like, okay, and then you start touching it again and again, and it's like, I like the feeling. Why does it get hard? And you know, the kind of thing. And you know that the more you touch it, the greater the feeling, the pleasure, you don't know what it's choking off. It's by instinct that you will want to like stroke it, feel good. Yeah. And then and you get this very intense feeling after that. Nothing comes out because you're still young, but you know, and that's where you discover, hey, I discovered it's not so bad. Being alone is not so bad. You having a shower. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Okay. Okay. So it sounds like it was a lot of shower play. And then did that transition into bedrooms and other places, or did you mostly keep it to the shower in your early years?
2: Oh, no, no, no. I'm not your everyday goody two-shoe boy, so I'm not going to limit it to shower room, of course.
1: Okay, so where else?
2: Bedrooms, anywhere that I can be alone. Even in the hall, even in the car. I wasn't driving, of course, but if I'm asked to wait for others in the car by myself, I just have this urge. I remember one time when my dad, he went to pick up something and he said, can you just wait for me in the car? And we had this kind of like a multi-story kind of car park. Right. So there was privacy. Yeah. I was sitting there alone. For some reason, I got horny.
0: You don't need a reason. <laughs> it's just horny. I,
2: I don't know. I just got <laughs> horny by myself. Yeah,
0: me too, all the time. It was
2: really weird because I was wearing this pair of shorts. And suddenly I was just like pulling up my shorts at the sides. And it looks like kind of like a panties or a women's kind of shot It just felt sexy.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Then mm-hmm. I decided to take it out and... Have a good time.
0: Cool. Did you ejaculate? And where did you hide it if you did?
2: Luckily, there were tissues in the car. So of course I ejaculated. Of course I haven't let it out. That's the whole point, right?
0: (laughs) Amazing. So, okay, you mentioned also earlier asking partners if they're comfortable in public spaces. Was there ever a scenario in which you were able to touch yourself in a public space?
2: Yes, but definitely alone because it's still illegal to be exposing yourself. Totally. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. The car is considered a public place because it's a car park. There were times where I was like at the pool when I was very sure I was alone. And one thing I learned, never try to jerk off in the pool when you're in the water. Whatever it is, it just comes to the surface. So I didn't know that I learned the hard way. Okay.
0: Oops. So then tell us about your first experiences with a partner.
2: My first sex was in my early teens. It was actually with my aunt. Well, my aunt, she's actually my mother's younger sister. So she stays near the school where I was, you know, at that time. So during the school days, I would like to stay over their place. Okay, I must confess, I'm a breast man. I'm a tits man. Okay. okay so nice big tits turns me on like hell. So my aunt has got nice tits, big ones. I always had this very know, secret fantasy. And the thing is that she was very nice to me and we were close. They don't have children of their own. And she's a housewife. So I spent a lot of time with her after school. But of course, I kept masturbating, you know, every time I had a chance, you know, thinking of her. Right. And then it happened one day, you know, I was back from school and uh, it was a real hot day. I mean, where I come from, we're hot every day. But particularly that afternoon was a hot afternoon. So I just had sports in school. So I wanted to go in shower. So when I came back, the first thing I got, like, all oh boss, I just took off my T-shirt. But I realized that my aunt was in the shower room. Okay, so I'll wait first, all right. So I'll just wait outside. And then I guess she didn't know I was back. So she came out in a towel. Oh my god, you know, you could see, you know, her in towels a little bit wet and with a bit of wet hair, you know, kind of thing. And with that kind of awesome deep cleavage. So I was like, oh wow, okay. I was already getting all kinds of thoughts in my head, all right. So anyway, she was surprised. She said, "Oh, you're back early today." And say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And say, "I'm just waiting for the bathroom. I want to shower." And she said, "Okay, okay, you go ahead and she walked off." So I was getting ready to go to the shower room when I suddenly heard the scream from her room. So I was like, "Oh my God, what happened?" You know. And the first instinct was I just rushed to the room. Right. So the door wasn't locked, and I saw her jumping there, up and down. She kept screaming, "There's a cockroach! There's a cockroach!" So she's really afraid of bugs. So there was a big cockroach on the wall, and she was like. Hopping there, you know. But I wasn't looking at the cockroach, man. I was looking at her. She was only wearing her panties, okay? She was topless. I was like, my God, her breasts, her tits. When she saw me and, and she just rushed to me and hugged me because she was afraid. At that time, I was quite a short dude. So I was like short, still a little shorter than my aunt. Kind of like my eye level was closer to her breast, So she was still shaking, all right? And then talking about the, the cockroach. And as I said, I was just fixed on the tits right in front of me okay and i guess i was so engrossed i didn't realize that my aunt actually stopped talking stopped shaking and she was actually looking at me and i was like oops you know oops and suddenly there was this very tense moment you know in the atmosphere that, that feeling and my aunt just said something about you know you like my breasts Seems like you were looking at it. And, and I was like, uh, yeah, you know, I didn't know how to answer her, you know, at that time, you know, just a young teenager. And I realized that she was kind of like holding me closer to her breast. Of course, now that I look back, I guess she was turned on and I guess she wanted it. Because the next thing I felt was she was kind of leading me to her bed. She just brought me on to her. Instinct kicked it, you know, I just went to touch it. Because I was just too smitten by her breasts, right? And the first time I'm seeing a naked, old you know, woman, she didn't say anything. She didn't stop me when I started to suck on the nipples. She's like, kind of like, you can do whatever you want, you know, kind of body language. But and then I heard heavy breathing, which I didn't understand at that point in time. And I felt her breasts going up and down, heaving up and down. I realized she was also kind of touching me. And the next thing I felt was, it was kind of cool below, you know? And I realized I was naked. And I also realized that she didn't have her panties on. While I was busy with her tits, she was actually undressing us. I didn't have a time or stopwatch, but I, I don't think I lasted more than two minutes inside my aunt. And I just let it out, you know, everything into her. She kind of like told me it was alright, told me if I enjoyed myself or things like that. But there's one thing I want to say, you know, really it's kind of like when I was fucking her, even at two minutes, And I looked at her, something weird just came up, you know, the kind of blurred image, because she's my mom's younger sister, and the both of them look really alike in terms of looks. So there was this strange feeling when I was talking, I was like, my aunt's face was kind of like morphing between my mom and her face. You know, it's like, I don't know, that kind of taboo feeling. I guess that's why I couldn't survive more than two minutes.
0: Yeah. How does that feel for you, that extreme taboo? Like, that is a great taboo, The you know, kind of the Oedipus Electra Complex. Like, what was that like for you? And what was the effect on your sexual experiences from there on? At
2: that point, it was a mixed feeling of fear. And you know, I was kind of like, why am I thinking like that, you know? Why is it that I see both my aunt and my mom's face, you know, at the same time, you know? So also, I felt a kind of intense pleasure. Clearly, after that, the ice was broken. And knowing horny teenage boys like me at that time, we're not going to stop there. But I was, again, really shy. I didn't know there was a one-time thing or, you know, whether I'll get in trouble after that. And that's probably where I got the housewife thing from, the motherly thing from.
0: So how long did this affair last with your aunt? And did you have other partners in concert? Like, what was your next experience with a partner after that?
2: I had a girlfriend, not immediately, but about a year or two after that, I had a girlfriend, my first girlfriend.
0: Okay. How long did it go on with your aunt?
2: All in all, about two years.
0: Okay. And so after the two years, then you had a girlfriend?
2: It overlapped a little. But after the two years, because I kind of like graduated from the school I was at, so I didn't have to stay at their place that much.
0: Did you and your aunt ever explicitly talk about what you were doing, or was it a lot of, like, sideways... Unspoken, do you want to come back to my room moments?
2: Mostly unspoken. I guess it's also because of our culture. We aren't really the kind where we will talk about everything. Some things we prefer not to say, almost like, can't you get the hint? Do I have to say it?
0: And so, what were things like with this girlfriend?
2: I told her I was a virgin. Okay, I lied. She believed me, but when I first talked to her, and it's like, she like, how come you just know what to do? I just know while well, I watch a lot of porn. Yeah, <laughs> okay kind of like taught her a lot because by then I was experienced, right, from my aunt. So I initiated a lot of things. Of course, I taught her how to give a good blowjob. It was kind of cute because the first time I told her, I said, you know, could you give me a blowjob? And she said, sure. And I was like, wow. And she got to my cock and she was just blowing air to my cock. So I said, no, I mean, I was to turned on to look to laugh. Yeah. So I just, wasn't like, no, just open your mouth. And she said, OK, and she opened her mouth and I just put it in. You know, I popped her mouth because she didn't know how to suck the first time. So I had to do the work and she got the hang of it. She knew I'm more sensitive for the cockhead. And I keep when my partner sucks the cockhead, I keep choking. It's fine with me because sometimes, you know, unless my partner wants it and enjoys it, I don't want to choke her, if you know
0: what I mean. Yes, totally. Totally. Got to be in the right mood. Got to be in the right place. Correct. So I, I really
2: leave it to my partner if it is deep drilling. And I liked it that my partner makes my balls, especially, you know, the line between my balls. Yes. I, I just love it there. I don't like sucking. You know, some women, they get too excited and they suck and it's like, ouch, that hurts. <laughs> be nice, be gentle, you know, they don't kind of think so.
0: Yeah, but then there's people that are like, bite them, twist them. And so I'm like, I don't know which one, okay?
2: <laughs> yeah, so I'm not one of those people. Yeah, so okay. that's
0: it. Do you explore your butthole? Uh, not my own. I don't
2: explore my own. Okay. Oh, but other people's? I like to kiss and then lick. Provided I'm really comfortable with her. Not all my partners, you know, I do that for all my, not all of them, only some.
0: Okay. Do you like going down on ladies?
2: Yeah, I guess I'll decide whether I want to go for the butthole. I gotta see if I feel good about to see and how it tastes and everything else, you know, I'll just go down on the butthole.
0: Okay. Do you have any specific moves that you'd like to share with us? I wouldn't think that if I'm ready to buttfuck
2: fuck her. Then just kind of to get her ready, you know, a some gel, something lubricant, something like that slowly, because I think most women, they're kind of like apprehensive about, you know, the butthole.
0: I need to get warmed up usually. I either need some like vigorous multi-hole fingering or like, please put a butt plug in me before you try to butt fuck me or just like make sure I did it yesterday or something.
2: So I like you to be gentle. Mm-hmm. I like to take it slow and then make sure that my partner is ready and she's okay with it. You know, because definitely a cup is bigger than fingers. So the thing is that you gotta get her used to the finger before you put in a cup. That's what I do. Finger only when intend to do that. But if I'm not, then it will really be like just digging my tongue in.
1: Mm.
2: If you know what I mean? Oh yeah, I do. I sure do. Usually gets the girl crazy. Yeah. Even though she could be saying like, no, no, it's dirty. Don't no, don't do that. It's so dirty. Oh yes, get it out. You know things like that. You know, I know it's an Asian thing. Yeah. Okay. So my partners are Asian. So they will do that. But it's only words. They don't stop me.
0: Okay. So how do you check in to make sure that they're enjoying themselves? Like, what are the signals that you see?
2: Well, if it's just words and they didn't push me off or kick me off, you know, then I know they're enjoying. They're just saying it for the sake of saying it. It's just like... When you're fucking them, you say, no, 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 but yeah, you can go
0: on. Seeking reassurance. That's something that I have a really, really hard time with that I hear people tell me where they're like, well, sometimes people say no, but they mean yes. And I'm like, well, that is very scary and confusing to me because, you know, I think it is a difficult point of explicit consent, but I am a person that really, really needs to have everything spelled out. Kind of like you were saying earlier, like I'm one of those people where I'm like, I don't know. So it sounds like you're finding a rhythm with them and they're ultimately enjoying themselves are they orgasming are they like what what sort of pleasure signs are you seeing
2: as long as i see that they are moaning and they are like screaming their heads off and you know kind of like jerking their body to react then i know they're enjoying themselves whether they're coming or not it's something i ask later on afterwards but not during the act sometimes it's confusing right yes means no no means yes you know the kind of things so i I get it too so that's why, from my experience, I don't just listen. I watch for the body language. Mm. Because if it is a no-no, she will kick you off. She will just push you off. She will she will just suddenly become, you know, you can see from the body, she just close up. And then, you know, that's a no, no means no kind of thing.
0: Do you ever worry if a partner might have a freeze response so they're not going to be able to kick you off?
2: I do worry. And, of course, I'm careful to observe that. I was once this partner when I was fucking her at home. Suddenly, she just stopped trusting back Yeah, and she was breathing heavily. But I knew it wasn't because of excitement. I knew it was really kind of painful for her, but she didn't want to reject me. Yeah, so she kind of like kept still and was like trying to regulate her own breathing. Uh So I knew then it was kind of like too much for her because before that, she did say it was kind of big for her. When I saw this, I stopped.
0: Okay, that's really good paying attention. Good close paying attention. I'm glad to hear that. Because I've had experiences where people don't always pay attention necessarily. So I'm just thinking through so many things because like for myself, I'm a person that loves to be very quiet and very still. And I've had partners check in with me and be like, do you want me to stop? And I'm like, no, please keep going. I'm trying to orgasm. I just want to be very still. That's why I think it's good for us to talk about it outside of the sexual realm so that we can gather information. So oh, where do you want to go? Will you just tell us some of your favorite things that we haven't gotten to yet? Do you want to start with armpits?
2: From a young age, I was observing, especially my mom. You
0: know, when you're young, you get
2: away with a lot of things, right? You know, when she was in a room and she in front of the dresser, a lot of times she'd be wearing something sleeveless. And sometimes I remember she was only in a bra. Again, being young, you get the privilege of just being in the room. So I watched her, you know, do her hair, bun up her hair, tie her hair, do stuff like that. And when she does that, she actually has to raise her arms, right? And they expose her armpits. You know, when you expose the armpit, the thing is that you can get to see the shape of a breast and everything else. That turned me on. And then I guess it was then that I started having an erection when I saw the side boobs, you know, with the armpit and everything. So I realized that I couldn't get that image off my head. And then every time I think about it, I realized that I got hard. So then I started looking off armpits, or pictures that shows the woman raising her arm in poses. And each time I see that, I get a reaction. So that's how I, I come to a conclusion that, you know, I have a fetish. And then until during sex, of course, my first time being with my aunt, there were times when she put both arms up above her head, kind of exposed her armpits as well. And that excited me. And that was the first time when I dived down to sniff the armpits and to kiss while I was hugging her. It just gets into me, right? It just fits into my head. Ever since then, whenever I have sex, if that woman didn't raise her arm, I would raise it for her, hold her arms up, expose her armpits, and I would like kiss it, lick it, sniff it. And then it it was not until some time later, one day I was just too excited with this partner. I kind of decided to come on her armpits.
0: Ooh.
2: You could do that. I was going to
0: say I'm adding that to my bucket list. Okay, she was lying
2: down on the back, and I was standing in the bed next to her, and actually, she was just sucking me. And for some moments, she raised her arm and exposed her armpit. And, you know, it just got me crazy looking at that. And then instead of coming into her mouth or a face, which I wanted to, you know, at first, something just told me, aim it at her armpit. And I remember trusting my cockpit on her armpit a couple of times, and wow, everything dispersed on the armpit.
0: Cool. Would you say that partners are more open to armpit stuff or butt stuff? Who's shyer about what?
2: I think butt, they're shy. But armpits, they are kind of like, they're not shy, but they're curious. Mm. I remember my ex, whenever I fucked her, I would like to raise up her arms and kind of like sniff at her armpit and kiss. And I remember was fucking her halfway and she burst out laughing. I thought she was tickled. Actually, no. Actually, she laughed because she said, you actually like smelling my armpits?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, do you like them if they're stinky?
2: Yeah, so she found that to be so funny and she laughed. I was just saying their mentality is like, armpits to them is something, hey, that's strange, but that's not something shy, you know? that's just strange. Cool. Know? Other things that turns me on would be, like I said, dressing, you know, turns me on. A lot like a housewife, a motherly kind of dressing turns me on.
0: I imagine that you might encounter a fair number of people who are dressed as, you know, housewife types or motherly types out in the world. So are you just turned on all the time, like checking them out?
2: Yes, I do check them.
0: Do you check them out more secret or obvious, by the way?
2: Oh, that would depend, you know, that would depend.
0: (laughs) The vibe, the eye contact?
2: Yes, and also depends on the occasion. If it's someone that I know and I want to flirt with, yeah, I'll, I'll make it more open, right? More obvious. But if it's a stranger on the streets, of course, I'll just observe from far.
0: Does your wife know that you like love this style and does she dress up like, is there kind of like an everyday dress up play between you two or what's that vibe like? She
2: discovered it. You know, I didn't tell her and she works in the corporate office and and she dressed the corporate wear and everything like that. Of course, that's nice and sexy and everything, but she noticed that whenever she's home and she's dressed like a housewife, typical housewife, I fucked her more. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Wait, can you tell us your idea of typical housewife just so we can have like an outfit idea in our head? It's different from businesswoman. It's
2: a very ordinary wear, the kind of like you wear home. To a certain point it's not sloppy. You know, it could be a simple dress. It could be a simple sleeveless dress. And you know how sleeveless dresses Sikes me with the outfit and everything, but so it could be just a sleeveless top of a skirt. Things like that that you would normally dress at home, you know, or your hair's a little bit untidy, you know.
0: Can you fill in the gaps for us a little bit between, you know, we had your first experiences and then that girlfriend, and now you have a wife. What is notable in between? Like, was there dating? Was there exploration periods? Like, fill in for us what your formative experiences were.
2: My wife is my number seven, not counting my aunt. So there were six others before my wife. Some of them... We had a great time sex-wise. I'm a very sexually active person and horny all the time. I guess it's very typical. Nothing unusual about that. Because I choose my partners quite carefully. So most of the time, they are very participative sexually with me and very adventurous too. I was lucky in that sense. I don't think I ever came across a partner that is like total opposite of me.
0: Okay, great.
2: was we were at a public place, we were in a park. I got horny, but it wasn't conducive me to fuck her so we found a quiet spot so she was just sucking for me and and it was like happily you know the next thing we knew was there was you know this kid i don't know what he was doing at the time of the night it wasn't that late it was just like uh, maybe about seven seven plus in the evening so i guess the kid was with the parents or something like that in the park and i didn't know he was standing there looking we were both so engrossed like sucking and I was like holding her head and you know, just basically fucking her mouth and things like that. And just when I was about to come, I noticed some movement kind of like near us. I was like, I turned and I said, Oh fuck. So we zipped up and quickly got out of the place.
0: That's a good call.
2: The other one was we're in the car. I guess this is quite common, I and mean, it's just like fucking. And she was the top of me, just naked, and the tits were just bouncing on me, and I was just fucking, we're just enjoying. And I didn't know all this time, there was a guy out the window looking in. <gasps> oh! Getting a facial, yeah, just sounds like car looking. Okay. Because it was nighttime, and it was kind of like getting inside the car. I mean, I couldn't really see, so we didn't notice. Oh my gosh. But for the person peeping in, I mean, if they go close enough to the window, they can actually look right in. So he was doing that. I got out of the car, I gave chase. And the guy ran into the bushes.
1: Okay. Lovers, we are going to take a quick pause for a word from our sponsor, And they have given me notes to do a sultry female voice, so I'm very excited and I'm going to do my best. Did you know the Flora app is a safe place to open up, embrace your desires, and find like-minded people? This is the story of one couple who found the threesome of their dreams, discovered a new level of shared passion, and stepped into a whole other realm of possibilities. All thanks to Flora. As life's routines settled in, Robert and Lucy found themselves yearning to explore uncharted territories. So they downloaded Fleur and embarked upon a thrilling journey of sensual experimentation, learning more about each other's desires in the process. Open-minded and adventurous, Robert and Lucy dreamt of adding a new dimension to their intimacy, sharing the touch of another woman, being witnessed and connecting in a way that transcends the ordinary. In Fleur's diverse and accepting community, Lucy connected with Emily, a babe craving the same experiences. So they invited Robert to the conversation. The chemistry built and anticipation heightened as they exchanged messages until finally their agreed-upon date night arrived. A gorgeous hotel was the setting for their evening of pleasure, passion, and connection, a shared exploration that fulfilled each party's desires. Floor App celebrates the beauty of open-minded connections. It's a platform where fantasies come to life and desires are embraced without judgment. For couples seeking adventure with others or individuals keen on exploring, Floor invites us all to a world where every desire is a possibility waiting to unfold. Download Floor now, express your desires freely, and find like-minded people today.
0: So obviously that sounds like kind of a creepy situation, but in general, how do you feel about the idea of being watched? You know, if you were in the space where it was consensual, say a sex party or something, like are you into the idea of voyeurism?
2: Oh yes, something planned, yes. Sometimes we do naughty things also. For example, I remember my wife, we did this when we were dating. We were kind of kinky, but we didn't do it in our own country. So we were on holiday. So what we did was, I got her to wear this nice dress. I got her to go without panties. And we went to look for shoes. So there were definitely the guy kind of like sales people there, but they will also be famous. So we deliberately choose guys. We said, let's see Malik. And what we did was she would go and try on shoes. And she would sit on the chair and I mean, the kind of sofa they had there. And, you know, the guy would kneel down, try to help with the shoes. And can you imagine? She starts crossing the lake and then crossing the lake. And, you know, the first few minutes, the guy wouldn't expect. He would try not to see. But afterwards, you clearly see his eyes sparkle. You could really clearly see his sparkle when he caught a glimpse of my wife's pussy.
0: Does that turn you on?
2: Yes, that turned me on. That turned my wife on too, because after that, I remember she was telling me, let's get back to the hotel. Mm. You know, I said, why? She said she's wet. The last thing she wanted is somebody to notice she's wet, you know. The other one was, we did another kinky thing, voyeurism. We ordered room service. She will be just in kind of like a bathrobe. So she will pretend to sleep. I will order room service. And then when the person is here, I'll just open the door and say, leave the thing set up. Because I'll pretend to be in the middle of a shower. I say, once you're done, you can leave everything. In. I say, my wife is sleeping. It's okay. It doesn't matter. Then I'll pretend to go back to the bathroom. And what she'll do is that when she hears the waiter setting up, the dinner and everything, she will kind of like pretend to roll on asleep, sleep, deliberately leave a rope open. He really gets a good look at her tits. Or to see Kind of like you can peep if he's looking, right? He took a exceptionally long time to set up the dinner table. So after he left, I came out and asked my wife, so how was it? She said, my God, that guy was staring, you know, the kind of things. I said, did he touch you? She said, no, but at one stage, he was pretty near me, I guess, to get a closer look.
0: Wow. Do you two talk about sexy stuff a lot or do you just like...
2: A lot, a lot. That's why she became my wife. But with all my partners, I do a lot. I like to hear about their sexual experiences in details. Cool. At first, of course, all of them would be very worried. Like, wouldn't you get jealous and kind of things like that if I tell you? I said, no, absolutely not. Cool. It's the same. my wife was over we dating. I told her that. She said, no, I think wouldn't as a man you be possessive? I mean, you you it would kind of like piss you off if I talk about how another man fucked me. I said, no, I want to know here details. I was saying that while I was fucking her. Mm. Because I kept asking her. And then I said, no, don't worry. I'm actually very turned on by this and I actually liked it. And afterwards she said, yeah, I noticed. And I said, what do you mean? She said, you know, when we were talking about it and I was telling you, you know, some of the stories, I realized that your cock was bigger inside me. It kind of like grew a bit bigger or a bit harder. So she said, from your reaction, I knew you were not kidding. It really turns you on. So from then onwards, she knew that, you know, it's okay to tell me secrets because it really turns me on and I don't mind.
0: That's hot. Do you only have sex with each other or do you have other partners sometimes?
2: We had some sharing experience before. She had a lot of sexual partners mm-hmm. before me. So she started young like me too. I guess that makes us like very compatible. We both had lots to tell each other. She knew I fucked my own.
0: Okay, that would be my next question. So you're open and honest about both your past experiences, and now you have shared experiences with other partners.
2: What happened was we went to a party. It was kind of like a very big beach party. Everybody's dancing. At the party, you know, when you dancing in the beach, my wife was wearing this red-colored bikini. So anyway, we were dancing, and I could see a lot of guys staring at her. I'm a tits man, so clearly my wife would not be small in that department. So then came this Western man. He was kind of like a typical kind of Caucasian man where it's like a balding and with a little paunch. Not little, I would say, quite big. But he was very friendly. And, you know, he joined us, we danced, we kind of smiled and we don't mind him joining us to dance and all that kind of thing. And we, we talked a little bit, introduced ourselves, so on. So anyway, after the party and he still catch up with us to talk to us. Yeah, and he asked us, where are we putting up? He said, oh, we're putting up in a hotel that just about a few minutes away. You know, so he said, oh, I'm staying there too they a coincidence. I say, oh, yeah, okay. So I said, let's walk back together, you know. So the three of us walked back. And the thing is that he said, you know, guys, have you got enough drinking, you know, by the way? I said, not really. I said, you know. So I say, said, hey, you know what? I've got a couple of bottles with me in my room. Which room will you guys stay in? And then I'll come over. I then we'll finish it together. I said, well, it sounds great, even though we were kind of like hesitant. But anyway, so we went along with it. But we thought we were joking, you know. My wife and I thought maybe he's just kidding Maybe it's the alcohol talking. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, so we were back in our room and suddenly we're settling down. Yeah? We're just settling down, talking about, and we heard the doorbell. And it was him with, I think, two bottles of whiskey and two bottles of wine.
0: For three of you?
2: Yes, he brought me four bottles. Wow. It's crazy. So he came in and he drank with us. And I can tell you, whiskey, hot liquor, is a killer for my wife. She seemed to wine, but not liquor. Anyway, we drank a little bit and we were all getting tipsy. I think the other gentleman is kind of like a good drinker, I guess. He's kind of like still quite okay compared to us. But we got horny because looking at my wife like that, uh, you know, by then she was in a bathroom. She changed to something comfortable to drink. I was like getting turned on at her like this and I wanted to fuck her. So we got touchy with each other in front of the guy, you know, and then he was just looking and smiling and sipping his drink. Okay, just watching. So after that, I asked my wife, you know, let's fuck. I think she was kind of tipsy and horny too. And she said, okay, even though it's someone with us, let's just fuck. And this guy was like just watching. I knew he was, when you know, from the side, we know he was still looking. It was very nice at first. He said, you know, suddenly he just asked, can I take out my cock and jerk off too while I the big you guys? I said, go ahead. As we were fucking, I realized he was coming near and nearer to us. Oh. Yeah. Plus he was at the foot of the bed. And then slowly he was at the side and I could see that he was jerking. Wow, he had a big cock, that's for sure. You know, and it was just kind of like jerking to us. Well, I came in my wife, you know, and we orgasm. And the next thing I heard him moan and then he was coming. He was ejaculating. And what surprised us was he was like kind of like aiming it at us. Oh, did it get you? Yes, it got both of us. It got my wife in her face, bit of it got on my face.
0: What did you do?
2: We were too tipsy. Kind of like giggle, like, what the fuck? <laughs> you yeah. know, the kind of thing, what the fuck? And then he was like, oh, that was good. That was awesome. You know, he was just talking about it. But I was like, okay, fine, you know. But I was so high and tipsy and I kind of like rolled off my wife and I kind of like dozed off. Basically, what happened was when I dozed off the first time, she was wiping, you know, because her sperm was everywhere on her face, right? But he was horny. What he did was he started, you know, talking to my wife, kissing her. My wife said that at that point in time, she was still turned on from the fuck. And she said also kind of like she was kind of turned on by this cock because it was big. With tipsy and everything else, she said she let her darts down. So she didn't stop him. She said when he climbed on top of her and her, She said after that, he rested for a while. He talked and she wanted to go and wash herself. So when she went to the bathroom, he followed her. He fucked her in the bathroom.
0: Did she sound like she wanted it? And how were your feelings as all this was happening?
2: mixed you really mixed feeling. okay i was like kind of like angry i was kind of jealous but I was a hell of excited too and turn on i'm really not sure why i felt this way but actually if you ask me for a scale of one to ten i was kind of like seven on the excited part just three on the jealous part yeah she told me then after the bathroom thing i might wake up anytime he was telling her She suggested why not go back to his room so my wife knew that she said i knew if i go back to his room. He's going to fuck me more. Then she said, I'm sorry, but it's kind of nice, you know, kind of thing. Something just told her to go along. So she said yes. So she got back in room and, truly enough, he fucked her a couple more times before she came back. So after hearing everything, I fucked her.
0: <laughs> Reclamation. How was that? Was it hard? Well, I came in five minutes.
2: Wow. Because while she was telling me, I was already hard. By the time I got my car out, I had pre come all over.
0: Yeah. So you kind of saw, it sounds like you like woke up and caught glimpses of it in this kind of fugue state. Have you had the opportunity to watch someone else fuck her in front of you live? Do you think that would be hot for you?
2: Yeah, I think that would be because that was kind of like a wake up calling, you know, that maybe, you know, this kind of thing is like me. Because before that, we were just doing very innocent, you know, exhibitionism kind of thing. She's showing herself out and we get a turn on. I didn't expect, you know, to the point where, you know, I actually get turned on, which was really being fucked.
0: I love that.
2: But we were afraid to do it. We don't know, you know, if this time if we plan it, whether can we take it. Because, you know, sometimes as much as we want, some things cannot be reversed. If you know what I mean? Yes. If we do it and, and then you regret for some reasons, or worse, it might even affect your marriage. So we, we were so afraid up until now, to this day, we are talking about it. We are very tempted, but we are so afraid to do it intentionally. But in our house, we're just hoping that something accidentally, you know, <laughs> could happen again. <laughs> then we can just blame it on the situation and not ask.
0: <laughs> wow, that's actually some incredible insight. And that helps me actually understand a lot of the situations where I've been like, no, tell me explicitly. And people are like, no, stop it. Go away. That actually really helps me understand that. Is that one of your buy experiences or do you have other experiences with dudes?
2: No, that was just his calm on my face, but...
0: why do not people have their definitions?
2: <laughs> my experience was back in school. We had this camping trip, three boys to one tent. One of the boys fell sick just before the trip. So it was two last minutes, so just two of us, me and another boy. And this boy, while we all know him to be a little bit on the feminine side, you know, stand kind of a feminine kind of guy. Mm-hmm. You The know, rest of the guys tease him a lot. But But he's okay with me. He talks to me a lot and, you know, he's quite close to me. So we were glad that we put in the same tent. So that night, I remember before bedtime, we were talking about girls. You know, how's like when you talk about girls, you get all turned on and and everything else. So I didn't know he was turned on, but I was definitely very turned on. So I was telling myself, how the hell am I going to jerk off with him in the tent? You know, I'm so turned on and I'm not going to go out into the forest. So dangerous and scary out there. So what happened was that back in the tent, so I was just, you know, wearing my brief, my underwear, and so was he because we were kind of like getting ready to sleep. He suddenly turned to me and said, do you want to fuck? Just very direct. He just asked
0: me straight. That's my style. I like that.
2: I like to say he's a little bit on the feminine side. So the way he says it, it's like almost like a girl saying it to me. Do you want to fuck? It's like I felt my cock twitch mm, that moment. Cool. But I said, I'm not gay. I said, it's okay. I can suck your cock for you. He offered. So I said, well, that's okay. (laughs) You know? So I put down and I watched him suck. And it was good. It was really good. Cool. Then I saw him, he removed his underwear too. And my God, he's really got a very fair ass. So anyway, he sucked. And it felt good, I came in his mouth. I was again surprised in order to swallow. But I was still hard because he said, can I jerk myself out? Because I didn't want to help him, right? I said, I'm not gay. So he said, it's okay, but can you just watch me while I jerk myself? So I said, okay, that I can do. But I didn't know while I was watching him jerk himself and his fair ass and everything else, I was getting high. And then he was kind of like tilting his ass towards me. I found myself touching his ass, playing with his ass. And it got me more and more turned on. And then I guess he got the message, kind of like went down on force, you know, doggy. He took my cock in his hand and brought it to his ass. You know, kind of like encouraged because I was still kind of like hesitating whether should I do it. Of course, the moment when he inserted it in to his ass, everything was just blank. I just wanted to fuck him.
0: Wow. Did you guys have lube? What did you, did you spit? What, what did you use for lubricant?
2: I didn't really have a spit because when I came, there was still sperm. So, and then I was jerking myself also. So it was still moist. I know for some reason, he just got in quite easily. It felt good, right? But after that, we were tired because I came two times. So we kind of like slept. So I guess it was just before five that we got up and he was sucking my car. Of course, I didn't stop him. I grabbed his head, held his head firmly, make sure he sucked it.
0: So was that your only experience with a dude like that? Or like after that, were you like, oh, I've checked that box? Or was it just kind of opportunistic?
2: It was opportunistic. There was another one more occasion, besides say only a couple of it. I don't specifically go with guys. So the other time was he asked for help and I helped him a lot and we got again he's the kind with of a little bit feminine side I didn't know he was kind of infatuated It's kind of like me but from the little little gestures I realised they kind of like me and physically like sit very close to me you know sometimes he would stand really close to me with his ass you know kind of like pressing against me and he was like kind of giving me subtle kind of hints and then one evening when we were alone in his room he actually asked me do I get turned on you know, by guys or girls? So I said, mainly girls. Then he asked me, have I ever been with a guy? I actually told him yes. He said, okay. And then he asked me, what did I do? So I told him what I just said to you, you know. And I just watched his reaction. He looked like he was turned on. Then he asked me a bold question. Would you like me to suck for you, like him? Then he confessed. He says, I like you, you know, that kind of things. I said, you know, I'm not gay, right? He said, yeah, but I like you, you know, and I really want to suck your cock. If you don't mind, you know, I'll suck it for you. Of course I don't mind. Why would I mind? <laughs> so he sucked me. And again, he was good at it. I was sitting on a chair, remember? I sat on a chair. He knelt on the floor. I like that position, by the way. And after he sucked, of course, you know, the next thing is I wanted the fuck. Because he took down his own pants when he was sucking me. So I saw his ass and everything else, and I got turned on. So to me, an ass is an ass, right? So I got into bed, and I fucked him.
0: So would you ever want to have a threesome with your wife and another dude? Or like would you have want to have a threesome with a wife and another lady or anything like that? Does that interest you?
2: I thought about it. But again, like I said, i rather blame it on the situation.
0: So maybe if a perfect situation arose where a guy was like, can I suck your cock and, and maybe do you and your wife? like Maybe if there was that kind of vibe. Yes, I
2: would briefly i wanted to share with you this swinging kind of experience we had but not with my wife but it was with my girlfriend at the time okay this swinging experience it is actually arranged by this group of people where they'll get all the couples to go to a very quiet isolated kind of house a huge house either you have to be married couple that they have to verify or you're in a long-term relationship so it's not like you can just invite your girlfriend to so we will go to this place, I uh, think there were about 10 to 12 couples, like I can't remember, about there. First part of the evening, all of you would just mingle, get to know each other, chill and everything else, you know, have dinner. And then once it was like dark enough and kind of like, you know, they will turn off all the lights in the house. And then all of us have to get naked. And then we would play a game of hide and seek. Stop. What? Yes. And all the women were given five minutes, all right, to go and hide. Wherever you want, even you can go to the garden. There's a nice garden, you know, in in the house, you know, front porch. So you can hide there too. It's okay. Five minutes, that's all, right? And after five minutes, all the men will go around seeking. There's only one simple rule. Whoever finds a woman, right? You can fuck her anyhow you want.
0: Okay, so that's the rule going into it. Everybody knows going into it that that's like the rule. Yeah. Okay. I would find that really hot if I knew that going into it for sure. And there's one more thing
2: that's interesting. What happens if more than one man finds you at the same time?
0: I get a double penetration?
1: Yes.
2: You know, either they could all fuck you, gangbang you at the same time, or they want to take turns. It doesn't matter, but you've got to let all of them fuck you.
1: Wow.
2: So that has to be spelled out and that has to be agreed. Yeah. That kind of thing. So everybody had that understanding. So, and you're giving two hours. Okay. So for two hours, the men just go hunting. The women just get fucked, (laughs) whoever that finds them. And then two hours later, we all come back to the gathering area, the hall, lights on and everything. And everybody say, oh, bye, nice going, nice meeting. Sometimes we don't even know who fucked who. Because, you know, you can't really see clearly. But the exciting thing is that because you did some mingling before that, you have some idea who's fucking you.
0: Oh my gosh. Wait, So it's dark enough that you, like, can't see very well, like, people-wise?
2: Yeah, it's kind of like away from the main road, the house. So it's kind of like you have trees around. So when it's dark, so certain parts of the house you, you can kind of see, right, from the moonlight. But certain part, it's, it's quite difficult, especially if you're in the room, you yeah, know, when there are blinds, no moonlight can come in. You, you can only try to figure out from the voice.
0: How did you find that group? <laughs>
2: Oh, it was kind of a secret. Yeah, stop that. I think somebody found out or something like that. So, you know, that's not legal. It was through some contacts we had. This person asked whether we we'll were open and we we'll willing to because they saw that we were in a relationship, you know. He, otherwise, he wouldn't have asked because this person had tried it and he said it was awesome. He said, uh, we should We Kind of like, like this stuff. So we went, oh, no regrets, no regrets. I think the first thing everybody asked their wife was like, how many guys fucked you?
0: How many fucked your partner?
2: I think she said about eight of
0: them. Okay. Do you remember how many you fucked? How many did you find?
2: I only managed to fuck about five
0: women. Okay, still? Wow.
2: She said it was exciting because they just pounded her. She said it was interesting because the cocks were of different sizes.
0: I love the variety. That's so cool. I thought you might like to know that. That's a really wonderful idea about how to fulfill my someday gangbang fantasy. Although there's a part of me that wants to see them. I do see you've helped me understand, though, the hotness of the dark and the kind of mystery of it, which is unusual for me, actually. So thank you for that. What else do we need to know about your sex life to have this overview? Is there anything else that kind of comes to mind?
2: Oh, I'm not going to stop having sex as long as I can have it, that's for sure. I will really be looking forward to more kinky moments with my wife. There are fantasies, of course, that have not been fulfilled. I hope they could be. This is something I cannot tell my wife, and that is I actually kind of fantasize her sister. So I can't tell her that. Right, yeah. Because her sister kind of like flirted with me quite a few times. So of course, there's a part in me that says I want
1: to fuck her.
0: That's the ultimate taboo. And that's like what you're into. That's a big, huge taboo. If you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of sex advice, what age or ages would you pick and what would you say?
2: I guess it would be obvious. It would be definitely my first fuck. Mm. And the thing is, I would tell myself, don't be so passive. Take the lead. Because throughout my month was leading me, what to do? Although it was nice, but there were things that I wanted to do to her, but I didn't dare to because it was my first time. So if I could reverse time... I definitely would like to take the initiative to do it to her. For example, the first thing I would like to do is raise up her arm. <laughs> I might like to come on armpits or her butt home. because I didn't get to fuck her butt hole. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Early experiences. That makes sense. Do you have a sex question that you want to ask me?
2: Not really, but I do want to say something. And that is, I've always wanted to say, since the first time I heard your podcast, I must say you really have a very nice, sexy voice. Huh.
0: Thank you. And I
2: just love the way you read those sex stories by other readers or listeners. It just makes me feel so nice. I mean, there's a lot of audio kind of like sex audios out there, right? Yeah, yeah. But those are different. You know, those sound so commercial. Like they like they are trying too hard to turn you on. I agree. They're trying too hard. You know, but for you, there's nothing in it for me. But to say that I find it so pleasant listening to you reading out the stories. In fact, I would love you to read my stories and not others.
0: I would love to read them. And anyone who sent me stories, if I haven't read them in the past few months, I am saving them. So thank you for saying that because I love reading sex stories. I love hearing them. Obviously, you can tell I'm kind of obsessed with it. I'm also preparing to share more of my own sex stories. So I'm kind of going through my own personal back catalog. So that's something that's like coming in the future, (laughs) coming in the future. Thank you. You're really a beautiful, beautiful human being. JC, thank you so much. And thank you for being a guest on this podcast.
2: Thank you for inviting me. Thank you so much, too.